Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? Well, I'm drying out from the rain. Uh, we had a monsoon type. Amazing. We have a little car. Thinking I was going to get, you know get uh swept away in some of these rivers that we had to cross over and daniel didn't walk to work today i didn't walk to work no i didn't um but i had to drop off my daughter and along the way there's a lot of rivers that get flood or a lot of streets that get flooded bad and so um on the way back to work my brakes started screeching and it because i guess i got water in my brakes or whatever and so man but yeah we were blessed to have a lot of rain san angelo has terrible draining system right terrible yeah but it doesn't really get rain right yeah is that the deal that's that's pretty much the deal yeah i mean there's a lot of streets here that do flood like crazy and they're trying to fix it but it takes millions and millions of dollars years to fix they're just barely addressing a couple streets right now i was seeing online this morning some of the businesses weren't open until afternoon just because of all the rain and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, but we were blessed with a lot yes. of rain this, um, here in West Texas where we're always needing some rain. Um, so you dried out then, huh? I dried out. Yeah. Here here we are. I, my, my grass is finally going to be green. Yes, finally going to be yeah. green, right? How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, nothing special. Uh, you know, just more of uh, uh, watching football. But we are blessed if you're a Texas Ranger fan. Yeah, Shout watch out. them all weekends. I don't watch baseball very often, but here we are. We are in the World Series. Yeah, well, I watch actually uh, Game Seven, okay. and um, yeah, shout out to the Texas Rangers. Um, I remember then that one year that they were in the World Series. I think they were three outs away, two thousand eleven, maybe an out away from, from winning. And I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, if 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 once they get there out, I'm gonna cry because it's like the best thing ever, ever. Right. And I did cry, but it was for the wrong reason. They had the champagne pulled out, and they was on ice. I mean, they sh- kind of showed the behind the scenes and told us about it, and they had to take it off the ice. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because um, I was just thinking about how blessed I am to be alive today. Um, you know, you're in a big major city, and you have four major major league teams, right? Yeah. You have NBA and NHL and whatever. And I've been alive to see the Cowboys win. Yeah. The Stars, Dallas Stars to win. Yeah. I finally got my Dallas Mavericks to win. I'm a big uh, uh, basketball. Two, 2011, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. And holy crap, I could be able to finally see my uh, MLB team win, Texas Rangers. Yeah, It would be amazing because some people go through life and they never see their teams win, let alone all four that they root for. <clears throat> no, yeah, that's you right. Know? I mean – um, growing up, who was your baseball team? I didn't really have a baseball oh, team okay. because I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really doing baseball. But when I moved as a teenager, I moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area, oh, okay. so the Rangers, Rangers became it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did you ever go to the old baseball stadium? I did. In yeah, fact, I was at the seventh no hitter of Nolan Ryan. Wow, I, I saw Nolan Ryan pitch. I think we I talked just, about this, I, but I don't remember. I re- I don't remember. Well, was it the that hitting. one or was it the three thousand where he? I, I don't or know. Or 5,000. I can't remember what it was. I don't know, but I went to and I okay. saw him pitch um, that night. Awesome. And that was amazing. But, yeah. Um, yeah um, so are you a Texas Ranger fan? I am a Texas Ranger fan. Okay. Yeah. And Dallas Cowboy fan? Dallas Cowboy fan, okay. of course. And Dallas Stars? Dallas Stars, yeah. I've been to a couple of Dallas Stars Dallas games. Star, okay. I really like them. And then the Dallas Mavericks. And no, that's what, a big negative. What? Hold on. What? 
negative. Well, who else would you be <laughs> would you be rooting for? <laughs> the silver and black. The silver and black, and that's not the Raiders, is it? That's no, not the Raiders. Would that be it's Los Spurs? San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, ever since I was little, you know. But when I grew up, when I was a little kid, I used to root for the Lakers. Okay, all the yeah, time. Yeah, I understand that. Um, and so I was, I, I even whenever I was in little uh, basketball leagues. Yeah. Uh, when I was young, I was number thirty-two because I was Magic Johnson. Heck yeah, dude! And I and I would do little crazy moves Heck and everything. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the the people and the fans were like, "Oh, there goes Magic Johnson again!" I this love it. And so I remember those little days. But um, yeah. And then one day I got I got my mom took me to a San Antonio Spurs game, and it was David was Robinson. All, it was David Robinson yeah. against Sean Kemp. Yeah. And yeah, wow. that, and then it changed my whole life. And I was I, growing up. I was also a I loved everything San Francisco. Okay. Forty <clears throat> nine. I was a Forty Nine er fan. Okay. I knew Joe Joe Montana, yep. Jerry, all oh, the whole team. Steve Young. Steve. Eh, when Steve Young became a quarterback, I decided not to be okay. a Forty Nine er fan. Okay. Um, and then um, I was a uh, a San Francisco Giants fan. I love Will Clark. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, that Will Clark sense. was my favorite favorite player. But yeah. But now I'm saved, and I became a Spurs <laughs> you and are. a Cowboys fan. So the Spurs have some big ex- expectations this season. I think I they're coiled. They're they're not they're not huge. Okay. But you know, yeah, we we have a a, a little 19 year old short guy that's uh, on superstar. Our team. I heard right. I don't know if he's a superstar just yet. Yeah. But we don't want to anoint him. And then plus okay. he's on a great team yeah. with a great coach coach yes. that won't let. That's true. You know that will protect him, right? You know, get and won't let it get to his head. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, t- tonight's opening night against your Mavericks. I know. So who 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 you like in that one? I don't mind saying that the Mavericks probably yeah. winning. Yeah. Because it's a young team. It Spurs is young have team. a young team, yeah. and he's 19 years old. I know. Hey, but you know what? He was averaging 20 points in the pre uh, preseason. And what is he? Seven six or something? Seven four. Wow, that's crazy. And, and can shoot threes like crazy. That's can play. Awesome. Can pass the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. So Good. I'm excited about the NBA season. This is the first season that I know every single person on the roster. Oh my gosh! Like I followed them. Like I followed the team uh, through the whole off season. Okay, that's incredible. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Good. really excited. I will tell you though, last weekend, something about the midday fights for mm-hmm. me. Like yeah. normally I'm good with it, but when it's a big, big event. I don't know if I like it in the middle of the day. I want it at night. I want to right. build up in my head. What? Right. How do you feel about that? Yeah, because it's it's lunchtime. You don't want to watch the a uh, big fight, right? It's, you don't have right. the time to watch. Right. Watch the evening fights, the late night fights. Though that's when you're supposed to watch when you're eating yep. something or hanging out with friends. Um, but it is different whenever it's across the world on on the other side, and then you have a uh, afternoon fight. Yep. But that's what we had this past weekend: UFC 294, Makashev versus Volkanovski. Let's just go ahead and jump into the um, main event live from Abu Dhabi. We expected this to be an all-out brawl. All-out brawl for for the main card. I'm in shock still. It's been almost uh, been yeah. three days, yeah. and I'm still in shock. Yeah, I I. I was expecting a war, and I didn't get it. I didn't get what I wanted this time. Not at all. And and here's the thing. It was a fight between the two best in the UFC to see Who's if the first pound one. For pound. Yeah, for pound for pound best, and see if the first one was wrong when Makachev got it on, on the cards. A lot of people were saying that Makachev was kind of in a lose-lose situation. If he yep. won, 
it was because it was a 12-day notice for Volkanovski. Correct. If he lost, oh my God, how can you lose to Volkanovski? And probably the first time, he probably should have lost the first time, too. A lot of people say that Volkanovski probably won the fight last time they fought in Australia. The only thing that makes him the winner is if he gets Volkanovski out early. That's the only way he he becomes the pound for pound, you know. And and lo, lo and behold, we have in the first in the first round, three minutes and six seconds into it, Islam catches uh, Volkanovski with a nice kick to the head. Great kick, just an amazing stoppage. A, a way to really solidify your mark as pound for pound champion. Absolutely, yeah. And and you could see that Volkanovski was just mad he was mad he got caught he's like uh i had it blocked and it just kept coming through and and but it was stopped correctly in my opinion yeah and you know what credit to makashev it looked like he was setting that up through through the whole couple of minutes he was low kicks middle kicks and then finally got got that um high kick to go over and get him i mean now we have the pound for pound champion of this division the um lightweight division right Who's next? 25 and 1. I now believe we have decided that he is one of the best in the UFC, if not the pound, pound for pound best in MMA. Um, but we need to put a new test in front of him now. Uh, and I don't think it should be Oliveira, and, and I certainly don't think they should run this back. How about a Mr. Justin Gagey? Uh, other than that, I really don't see anybody else on this list that would make sense. No, not right now. Not right now. How about for Volkanovski? 26 and 3 now, not the way Alexander the Great scripted it out in his head. Um, but here's the thing he's a very active fighter. I mean, he had a fight between uh, the last fight he had with uh, Islam. Uh, he's going to defend his belt. Up next for him is going to be Ilya Taporia. How do you feel about a fast turnaround for him? I mean, I, I think I think he's fine too. You think so? I do. Even though you got a knockout, concussion, and everything, he's ready for maybe January, February. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. Yeah. Now, do the, you not? I I would like for for him to wait or even six maybe months? take a break. Or, yeah. Okay. Maybe is six that months. fair to the division? Um, because he's no. now put the division on twice in one year on hold. No, you're right. You're right, and that's a that's a call that the UFC has to make. You know, make maybe make it an interim, you know, championship. Do you like fight. interim belts? Though? No one likes an interim. I belt, hate right? interim belts. Um, did you catch the post um, fight interview? I did not. Well, okay. So um, Volkanovski was interviewed, and I kind of don't like whenever they interview someone that was knocked out. Right I don't either. Bright, Neither does Joe lights. Rogan. Yeah, the bright lights. Yeah. You know, because your your brain is all scattered. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but. You know, in in talking to the media, uh, Volkanovski did disclose that he was probably suffering some kind of mental issues, uh, mental health issues, um, while not fighting. So that's why he accepted this fight because he feels like if he's not fighting, then he loses his head, quote unquote. And what does that so, mean? Lose his head? I don't did think he, it's just kind of. Sometimes you know, fighters may get into a small depression or some sort of depression whenever they don't have a focus point, something to focus on, something to work on. You know, if you're born and bred to be a fighter and you're not fighting, then what else are you going to do? What else can you do? You know, it's it's unfortunate for us fans, no matter what the sport is. It can be baseball, football, hmm. of course, the UFC we're talking about. We put these guys on pedestals. Right. We think they're invincible. We don't, we don't see them as men and women, humans with faults and, and, and personality traits right. and stuff that we have. 
And so I, I have respect for him to just be honest and say, hey, listen, I have mental breakdowns like everybody else, guys, right. you know. And so, you know, maybe 12 days wasn't enough for him to get his mind refocused. Only he knows what his body does to him. Right. And maybe it would have been a different outcome if it was a, a month training session. All right. Well, that brings us to our co-main event of the evening. This was in a middleweight division clash. Uh, Kumaru Usman again comes off, on, comes into as a late notice um, substitution against Hazmat Shemaev. A fight that has the winner getting a title shot at the middleweight champ Sean Strickland. Now we came into this uh, to this fight knowing that both of these guys are good wrestlers, right? Correct. Kamaru Usman, even though he's on short notice, his strong point can be wrestling. That's right. Shamayev blew him out of the water with wrestling in the first round. Shocked. I Were was, you shocked? Oh, and the, the I didn't know crazy what was stat. The crazy stat is that um, uh, Kamaru Usman barely got his uh, the taken down for the first time against, I believe it was Kobe Covington. Last fight. Oh, no, Leon Edwards took him down for the first time ever. Ever. And ever. we argued this. Remember, we argued this, mm -hmm. that, was that it he's a, never been taken down, right. and Kobe was close, but it, some say he didn't get taken down. So, you know, it's just not a thing to take Usman down. And first minute into the fight, Kazmat Shemaev takes down Kobe, uh, takes down Kamar Usman. Doesn't just take him down. Slams he him. Dominates him. Dominates him. Dominates him. The only way that um, Kamara Usman practically got Shamayev off his back was to slam his own head into the ground. He slammed his own head into the ground. Yeah. And it still kind of didn't work. It, yeah, he was still technically <sighs> on the, on him. I, I did not see this fight going that way in the first round. I did not see that. At the very least, I would have thought that Usman would have gotten himself back up and they would have stood a lot more in that first round than what happened. But it was a serious grappling game to the point where it wasn't going to surprise me if Shemaev didn't uh, choke him out at one point for Usman. Oh, I was ready for I was ready yeah. for that. I mean, I think the whole world was ready for yeah. Usman to get choked, choked out. Um, but the bell sounds in the first round, second round. Man, I think Shemaev probably gassed himself out trying to wrestle him. And I believe Usman took the second round. Be quite honest with you, he oh, kept it. He kept it on the feet. Yeah, I gave him the second round. Yeah. Two of the judges gave it. To, gave him yeah. the second round. Um, but the big thing about it is that all three judges gave uh, Shemaev a ten-eight the first round. Do so you he, agree with the ten-eight? I do. Round? I do. He was totally dominant for a ten-eight uh, first round. Here's. Here's what's interesting, which I, I agree with you on the judges, is most of the time, the only way you get a 10-8 round is when you knock a fighter down, right? If you don't knock a fighter down, you're not getting a 10-8. But I have respect that they were able to say, hey, this guy dominated on the ground. He deserves a 10-8. Right. Um, no, I, I really agreed with these judges here. And that's sometimes we don't agree at all with these judges. No, more often than not. Um, but then the third round comes around again. Um I think everyone was begging Shemaev take him to the ground, and you know, lo and behold, Usman was blocking a lot of these um, uh, attempts to take him to the ground. It's it, it, it's so funny in the in the second and third round, uh, he somehow found his wrestling back because yeah. in the first round it was non-existent. He couldn't stop the couldn't the, stop the attacks, but he found it. Thank God. 
ultimately that was kind of like the swing round of, of this fight um where you know two of the judges gave it to um Shemai to Usman and um one gave it to Shemaev but in the end we go to the decisions we go to the scorecard so ultimately Shemaev does get a unanimous majority decision in the end what's next for Shemaev 13 and 0 now and that is a name on his resume Dana White says whoever won this fight will be fighting for the title. But the question is, should he be fighting for the title? Do you believe, Daniel, that he should jump everybody else in this new division for a title shot? Or should he fight someone else in this division first? Um, Shemaev. Oh, man. You know, I think... I think... It, I think he's ready for it. Okay, so let me. We always do. A, we always do the fight shed ranking system in a new division. So let me give you the top ten. You tell me where he's at. Okay, at number ten, Jack Hermanson does Shamai be Jack Hermanson, the Joker. Oh, uh, I think if this was maybe five years ago, it would probably be a better fight, but not not right now. Okay, so he, he's beating number ten. Beating. Roman Dolores is he beating Roman? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Number eight, Derek Brunson. Um, that's a good one. But I think so. I think I think Shemai, from what um Shemayev has shown us, I think he can. Okay. Number seven in the middleweight division is he beaten Polio Costa? Now that's a that's a fight we all wanted to see. Right. Um. Uh. I think if he, I think he probably could if he wrestles. Here's the thing with Costa. If we get Costa in the right mindset, he's unbeatable. Right. We just don't know what we ever get. Number six, Marvin Vittori. Is he beating Marvin Vittori? Marvin Vittori. I think he could beat Marvin Vittori. You think so? I think okay. so. Uh, number five, top five. You're going to put him in there at Jared Cannonier. You know what? I didn't like the way Cannonier fought. I think it was Usman. Yeah. Um. So I I I think I think uh, Shemaev can take okay. it. Okay. Number four, Robert Whitaker. Um. I think I think again if this was five years ago, three to five years ago, maybe Whitaker does win, okay. but it's not the same Whitaker anymore. And number three, Dula Peace. Does he beat him? Um. I don't think we've seen enough of Duplessis yet. We haven't. Yet. So. Haven't. No. He's undefeated 6-0 in the Yeah, and UFC. I don't think we've seen the, the enough to make that decision. Okay. And then the gatekeeper right here, we know he's going to be off, but let's say he wasn't taking time off. Does he beat the style bender Adesanya? Oh, wow. That would be an amazing fight. God, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, he does. I don't think so. I think he Well, you've answered our question. With Sean, Sean Strickland. I know. He deserves the title shot. I yeah. mean, he's getting that. That's what I'm saying. The crazy thing about it, do you think he can beat Sean Strickland? I don't think so. I, I think Sean Strickland has a different mindset. I think so, too. Not not scared. He's not scared of anything. And That's he's not even scared of losing. He's yeah. like, oh, well, I'll, I'll go in there and I'll lose. Whatever. I don't care. That's a scary opponent. That is a scary right? opponent. That's yeah. a that's a problem. Shemaev has these goals to be the champion. I'm going to be in World of War. Right. Strickland's like, I don't care. I still drive a Honda. <laughs> I know. So I guess we're kind of excited for for that fight. Too. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think's next for Kamaru Usman? Twenty and four now. Close loss from a fighter that went up into a new division 
on a 10-day notice against an undefeated tough night out opponent. I think there should be mad respect for Usman. So with him deciding to move up, let's just go back to the division once again and see where you match up, see what you want, what you would like to see against him. Where does he rank in this division? Again, Jack Hermanson. Is he beating Jack Hermanson? Um, I think he does beat yeah. Hermanson. Uh, let's just jump straight up to v- Vittori. Vittori at six. I think he barely gets by Vittori. I do, too. Uh, and then Cannonier? I don't know. Cannonier is a beast. He's a beast, right? Yeah. I think we rank him in the top five. Top but, five, yeah. But this new division, I, I can't wait to see those matchups. So you think Kumaro Usman is going to go ahead and go up the, the division? He is. He, had a, he said that he had a tough uh, weight, weight, yeah. uh, weight cut in his last uh, fight. So we'll never see him again. Even if Colby Covington becomes champion. We'll never see him in that. Division. I don't think so. No. Next up, we do. We had a, in a lightweight division clash: Magomed Akhalayev versus Johnny Walker. Two fighters looking for a win and hoping that the outcome would set them up for a title shot next. Magomed Akhalayev is was hoping for a different outcome from the last time he fought, where he had a draw um, against Jan Bohovic. Um I don't have nothing. No words can explain what I saw. Well, you could tell Walker's game plan. Let's just start with Walker. Okay. He wanted to land some nasty kicks because right. that's what Juan uh, Bohovic did to Ankle Leaf in right. the last fight. So he was using that game plan. Right. And it seemed to be working a little bit. But then I guess Ankle Leaf got Walker to the ground. Well, see, what happened is what I remember is that uh, Johnny Walker got kicked in, in the side. Sure. Walker pretended that he was hurt. Yes. Baited. Ankeliev to come in, he throws um a nasty he throws a nasty uh he throws like an uppercut or something, but eventually Magomed does get him to the ground, right? Yep. Um we have him on the ground, Johnny Walker's knee is on the ground, and Ankeliev decides to go ahead and um Peter Yawn Johnny Walker. Yeah, Peter Yawn need him. Yep. To the head. Yep. And now they've stopped the fight. Stopped the fight. You saw that. The doctor came in. John Walker seemed fine. I thought he seemed fine. He was, he was even like kind of making gestures saying, wow, he really got me. He got me in the face. Um, doctor did come in, examine, ask a couple of questions. I don't know exactly what he asked. I think he asked. He asked where he went. was. Yeah. And he couldn't answer. Couldn't answer. He asked a couple other questions, could not answer those correctly. Right. So that's when the ref determined that he was not all there to continue to fight. Right. And so in the end, we do have a no contest. Because of the illegal knee. Um, and here's how confused Walker was. He didn't know any of that was happening, and he was trying to continue to fight. But see, if that that's right there, you right? Know? That's that's the weird part right there. Is Was he doing it just because he was mad, or was he doing it because he was concussed? I don't know, but it got to the point where Dana White had to come in and try to break him up. Yeah, I mean, Dana it was White did serious. come in here. The big boss man came yeah. in and said, hey, settle down. Get to your corner. Let's figure this out. And we'll, let's let's go ahead and end this. Okay, so here's my question. I thought about this. Why did this match end up being a no contest, and the Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Yawn ended up Sterling winning the championship belt? If it's the same infraction, I think. Um, I want to say, and I don't know for sure, yeah. but I think it's because it was a first round. It there wasn't into. It wasn't. I think it's not official until a certain amount of time. It's like in boxing. After four rounds, it's official. 
And after maybe maybe after one round, it's official and it's an official yeah. foul. I don't know exactly. The Shouldn't rules. matter round, should it? Illegal infraction is in an illegal infraction. No but you're right. I've happens. heard that. I've heard that. Um, oh, have you? That uh, that a question asked before. How come it was uh, no contest, but it's a win for Peter uh, for Aljamain Sterling? How unlucky is ankle leave at this point? Like he cursed. Can't, he can't. Here's the thing. He can't even determine his future. Like uh, even a loss, he could like go back to the gym and go, "Oh, let me work harder," right? Or a win goes, "Hey, I'm getting closer to a title shot." He's literally in this pur- purgatory that I can't even get a a win or loss on my record at this point. So, what do you think is next? Dude? I mean, I guess I think Dana White's already said he's going to try to figure out to run this back, run it, run it back. I know you have to, right? You have to run this back. What'd you end up? What we end up with? Did we end up with some bonuses or anything going on? Would this? you watch any other fights? I did not watch any other. Fights. All right. Well, no. I, mean, I watched the whole card. Okay. It was, good. It was a really good, okay. uh, solid. I mean, okay. There, there's that caveat with that no contest, but it was a solid night of uh, premium fights on pay per view. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov gets a submission guillotine choke in the first round. I mean, just dominated. Um, someone I probably never heard before, right? Um, but Saeed Narmaga Medov, Dagestan, like you said at the beginning yeah. of the show, Dagestan showed up and showed, showed out. out. Yeah. Um, Ikram Aleskarov also defeated Worley Olivas with a flying knee. Wow. TKO. Wow. In this first round, uh, with two minutes left, with two minutes in the first round, and then we did have that no contest. Yeah. A great fight with Usman and Shamayev, and then Islam Makashev getting that amazing knockout um, in the first round. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a solid nine. I agree with you. It's a solid nine. It's an absolute solid nine. Did we have any uh, fight bonuses or anything? Yeah, performances time? of the night. Oh, we didn't have a fight at night, but we did have a fifty thousand dollars. We did have a performance of the night. Islam Makashev, Ikram Askarov, Saeed Nurmagomedov, and Mohamed Mokayev. So, yeah, those are uh, $50,000 each. Good for them. Well, that brings us to this week's UFC matches. Yes. What do we have on tap this week? Well, if this week's in November 4th, it's not November fourth. No, it it's Halloween like, weekend. Yeah, so they took a weekend off. Yeah, UFC is taking a weekend off, which Trains well deserved. Yeah, making repairs. And the crazy thing about it, I think, um, even in November, there's three only three uh, scheduled weekends, and then I don't think there's anything else. Oh, there's maybe about one or two after that. So there's probably about five more events between Starting now. Starting to kind of shut down for the for the year, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that brings us to our. MMA news and notes. So I know we like a list here at uh, Fight Chip Podcast. So I'm going to run down each division, and I'm going to ask you, in your opinion, who you think the greatest fighter of all time is in each division. So we're going to start right off the bat. We're going to start with the flyweight division. Our current champion is actually uh, Alexander Pantoja. Uh, but some of the past champions, you tell me which one stands out for you. He's like, yeah, that's probably the cream of the crop. Brandon Morano? Uh, yeah, of course. Figueredo? Yes. Okay. Like them. Henry Seduto? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Mighty Mouse Johnson? Oh, of course. Yeah. Which one are you picking the top of that? I would right now, even though he's been a while. Okay. Mighty Mouse Johnson. 
And I would agree with you. I just, I've never seen someone so dominant. Yeah. But then again, it was a different era, right? It different was a different time. Um, how would he fare now? I don't know. But don't man, either. he was just, he's the top of uh, the Mount Rushmore of that division. Absolutely. Bantam weight division. Uh, here's some names. Uh, see what you think. Uh, Bantam weight division did have Dominique Cruz, Uriah Fer- uh, Faber. Uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson was in there at one time. T.J. Dillashaw, uh, Jose Benedivis, Cody Garbrandt. Wow. Which one are you picking for that division? Um, I liked, I like Uriah Faber. I like Uriah Faber too. Yeah, but I think Dominic Cruz, man, he's got. Oh some, yeah, he's a legend there too. He's right? a legend, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Featherweight division, our current champion, obviously, is Alexander Volganovsky, but here's some past champions. Uh, Max Holloway was a champion. Conor McGregor was a champion. And Jose Aldo. Who do you like as the all-time right now? Um, I think right right now, I would say Max Holloway. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of biased because I didn't really get to see a lot of Jose Aldo in that division. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alexander the Great. Yeah, you said Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Oh, you said Volkanovski right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I I guess I miss I didn't hear that name. Yeah. Because you said the champion at this. Yeah, the champion. No, that that's another great one. I think I he had like what 16 fights undefeated or yes. something like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, at the lightweight division, our current champion obviously is Islam Makachev. But these past champions are they? Gonna beat him in its all time. Charles Oliveira, Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez, Rafael dos Santos was a wow. champion. Yep. Anthony Pettis, Benson Henderson, Wow. BJ Penn, or Nurmagomedov. Khabib. Um, Who is the all time champion right now? You know what? I think I will. I only saw him fight maybe a couple times, but BJ Penn. I agree with you. I yeah. thought you were going with Khabib, but yeah. I agree with you. Uh, you know what? Something about Habib's record and the opponents, they just don't, don't stick match up. up yeah, right? they don't match up. They don't stand out. No. Uh, at the Walter Waite division, our current champion is Leon Edwards. But who is the greatest of all time, in our opinion? Kamar Usman, Tyron Woodley, Robbie Lawler. Johnny Hendricks, Matt Sarah, Matt Hughes, or GSP? Okay, yeah. I, I'm going to say GSP. GSP? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to agree with you. And you probably didn't see him as much as I no, saw him. No, I only right? saw him. I think the one time he fought, um, I think the last time in New York, and I think he retired right after he that. He did. He did. I probably saw him a couple of other times, but yeah. I wasn't really into the UFC yeah. as much. Middleweight champion, of course, our current champion, Sean Strickland. But is he the all-time great? Israel Adesanya, Alex Piera, Robert Whitaker, Michael Bisbean, Chris Weidman, Rich Franklin, or Anderson Silva? Uh, no-brainer, I think. Anderson Silva. Allison Silva, right? Yeah, yeah. But, there, man, there's some, that's a that's good some list, good names, right? Yeah, good yeah. names, right? Okay, final two here. Uh, light heavyweight champions. Obviously, currently the title is vacated. So, the past champions, which one do you put at the top of this Mount Rushmore? Jamal Hill, uh, Prakaja, 
Texera, Bohovich, Daniel Cormier, Leota Mashida, Forrest Griffin, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, or John Jones? I think right now it's, it's got to be John Jones. Still John Jones over yeah. Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's close? Not even close. I don't think it's close. <sighs> That's tough for me, but I'm going to have to agree with you. I think John Jones was, was the greatest ever light heavyweight. Yeah. And then last at heavyweight, guys, uh, the current champion is actually John Jones, but is he better than Francis Naganu? Stipe, Cormier, Cain Velasquez, Junior DeSantos, Brock Lesnar, Randy Couture, Andre Orlowski, Frank Mir. Man, that's that's a name. That's some names. Um, man, no one really is. I think it, out of all those names, no one really sticks out. Maybe Milchich. Maybe Milchich. Yeah. But yeah. no one really grabs the grabs you and say, I'm the champion. You know what I mean? No one's there. Not The name is not there. The recognition is not there. Or, but you've known this. You've you've been around the UFC longer than I have. I have. And you've probably heard the, the other names. I, I would say Andre Alosky, but... Vlaski's just he hasn't been the same in the last ten years, five years, I guess. And and when you look at these names, I mean, and they show actually the title defenses. I mean, most of these guys are only two. Like Brock Lesnar was only two. Mm -hmm. Couture was only two. Mm -hmm. Velasquez, as much as I love him, only two. Right. You know? And the reason why they say Stipe is the best is he's defended it four times. Four times, yeah. Which is more than anybody else. So I have to go with Stipe. I have to go with Stipe. Who who did you who did you if you're picking? Oh yes, Stipe. Stipe? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of um, Stipe Miocic, we do know he has a big fight coming up, November 11th. John uh, Jones, right? Against John Jones, live from Madison Square Garden, um, UFC 295. What Can't, are your predictions? Uh, I am I'm gonna think John Jones. John Jones has yet to be beaten, so yeah, I'm taking him. Well, actually, we have an update. Update. What? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna go seven rounds instead of yeah. five. Seven rounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what? We'll do what's that. the update? Um, actually, uh, breaking news is that John Jones has injured. I think he was MCL or ACL, and he's no longer part of the card. Well, here's the good. Here's the good news. We've seen UFC do it in this last pay per view, right? They find somebody to fight the other person. So, who is Stipe fighting? Actually, Stipe has also withdrawn his name from the fight, and why? Like no reason. That makes no. Like you've been training, right? And you're not going to get paid if you don't fight. That makes zero sense. Yeah. So, I guess we get a heavyweight title fight in about eight or nine months. Uh, no, actually, well, and well, let me uh, backtrack a little bit. We okay. do have a pectoral, a torn pectoral muscle for. Um, John Jones, who's, okay. who's going to require surgery, so he's probably going to be out for eight months. Well, Francis was out eight months, right? And we and so waiting on maybe to get the title shot, right? Well, are you going to wait that long? Uh, do we want to wait that long? I didn't want to wait for Francis. I don't. I don't like waiting. Yeah. But what else are we going to do? Well, we, the UFC has decided to make the co-main event of the evening for that card 
the interim title match for the heavyweight division. Interim? Wait, wait, wait. So we're getting interim belt we both don't like, right? Yep. And we're getting Derek Lewis versus, <laughs> no, right? He's, he's fighting the week before. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. What other two heavyweights am I getting? Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich. Wow. Okay. I think if Tom Aspinall or one of these guys, if one of these guys, okay, for sure. I don't want to say for sure one of these guys is going to get the title because we saw last week some fights don't end or don't don't ever end. No. Um, if one of these guys gets the title, I don't see them relinquishing it for a while. Tom uh, Aspinall. Surger, surgically repaired Tom Aspinall. Right, but he looked great this last he fight. He did, but that's only one fight. Right. And the unstoppable... Pavlovich right now, right? Pavlovich, yes. He's uh Right. I mean that train is rolling down that tracks, right? Yes, he's got um he looks like a two four he's got six fight winning streak with Ugh. wins against Blades, Tiovasa, Lewis, um, Maurice Green, and Marcelo Golem. Well, I'm pulling up the rankings. I, I wanna kind of jump into these rankings is that the fight to make is that what we want for for the the two guys to be in the interim belt we don't want Ciro gone no he's had his chance right he's had twice now i don't think Ciro gone was probably ready and also this fight was already matched up it was you know so i think it was just an easy way out for the ufc to say hey let's just go ahead and throw this in there here's a, an imaginary belt and then when john jones comes back or whatever it we'll was it. already hard enough to get Jones back in the ring. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. What? I don't think we ever see him. In, we'll ever see him in the ring again. I don't either. I I agree with I you. I don't expect him. In I the don't ring expect ever him. Again. Why? Why does he need to? I don't. I'm disappointed. Boy, to get a no Jones for three years, and all of a sudden we would have got him for twice in one year. I was just and let's just go ahead and retire Miocic too. That's the only reason he came yeah, back. Probably weren't going to see him either. So let me ask you this: Let's just say Pavlovich and Aspinall, one of them wins. Are you interested in seeing Stipe come back and fight one of those guys or not? No, no. Why not? I think Stipe is. I've already said. I mean, probably Stipe is not old, but he's physically. Yeah, I think he looks older. Yeah, he's not. He's not a time Aspinall, Aspinall okay. or Sergey Pavlovich. And and. One of these guys wins. What's next for the interim? It, it won't be Jones. We believe it's not going to be Jones. So who are you putting up, up behind? Zero gun. Next. What about Al Aldemina? If he because he's five and zero already in this. Well, Jelton Almeida is fighting. Uh, I know Derek Lewis. And he's probably going to get past him next week. I he's, don't know. And you know I love Derek Lewis. But a Derek Lewis But wins. it ain't the Derek Lewis that we have loved all these years. But Derek, the, the Derek Lewis that we love all these years has derailed a lot of people. He he has. I know. I know. Well, I think I think Aldemina will be fighting for the championship next. Uh, and I think that would be great. Because it lines up. That would be great. Yep. Do you have any, any other news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our UFC or for our MMA segment. Now on to our boxing segment where we had a huge amount of boxing events. Huge to cover. weekend, right? Huge. Of action. Nonstop. We kind of having a little drought of either UFC or MMA or. It's either one or the other. Or huh? boxing. 
Yeah. But good thing this week, we do have three cards to preview um, for, for this next weekend. Uh, first, coming up, on we have a Friday evening bout live from in Orlando, Florida. Amanda Serrano versus Danila Ramos in a featherweight division clash. This is in the women's featherweight division, 126 pounds. Amanda Serrano is the unified champion. Now, this is for the IBF, WBA, and WBO titles. Now, Amanda, the real deal Serrano, is 35 years old, 45, 2-1 with 30 KOs. She is currently ranked first in this division. Her last, fight, her last fight was a win by decision, August of this year, and she debuted in 2019. Now, Daniela Ramos is 38 years old, 12 and 2 with 1 KO. She is currently ranked 10th in this division. Now, her last fight was a win by decision in August of this year, and she debuted in 2017. Now, Serrano is a massive favorite at a minus 2,000, and Ramos is a plus 975. Amanda Serrano is from Puerto Rico. He, she stands at 5'5 with a 65-inch reach and fights out of the Southpaw, Southpaw fight stance. She now has a 66% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Heather Hardy, Erica Hernandez, and Sarah Mahfong. Notable losses come against Katie Taylor. Danila, Danila Ramos is from Brazil. She stands at 5'6 with a 70-inch reach. She, stand, she fights out of the Orthodox fight. She fights out of the orthodox white stance. She now has an 8% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Brenda Carbajal, Julia Celas, and Natalia Aderete. Notable losses come against Catherine Hernandez, Elam McKild. Is this um, almost a no-brainer? It's a no-brainer. You know what's fascinating is these women just fought in August. Like literally just fought two months ago. And here we go. I love watching Serrano fight. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, it's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. <laughs> it, it is? Who's yeah. that? <laughs> Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Well, there you go. Yes, no. Uh, I, I don't think that there's any question that Serrano doesn't take this. I like Serrano in the fifth round uh, TKO. All right. I also like, of course, um, uh, Amanda Serrano, but I have her by unanimous decision win. And this is on Friday night. Friday night. Now, for Saturday night, we do have another championship bout for the WBC title in the Super Featherweight Division. Osheki Foster versus Eduardo Hernandez, live from Cancun, Mexico. This is at 130 pounds. Emmanuel Navarrete, Osheki Foster, and Hector Luis Garcia are some of the other championship champions. Now, Osheki Ice Water Foster is... 30 years old, 20 and 2 with 11 KOs. He is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a win by decision February of this year, and he debuted in 2012. Now, Ocaldo Rocky Hernandez is 25 years old, 34 and 1 with 31 KOs. He is currently ranked 41st in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the third round July of this year, and he debuted in 2014. Now, Foster is a minus 290 favorite, and Hernandez is a plus 175. Osheki Foster is from Oregon, is from Orange, Texas, and he stands at 5'8", with a 72-inch reach, fighting out of the Southpaw 
fight stance and now has a 55% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Ray Vargas, Miguel Roman, and Jose Bravo. Notable losses come against Rolando Chene and Samuel Tia. Eduardo Hernandez is from Mexico. He stands at 5'6 with a 67-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance and now has a 91% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Hector Montes, Jorge Cuellar, and Jorge Castaneda. Notable losses come against Elizar Carrillo oh no, and Roger Gutierrez. 31 KOs, and did you just say 90% knockout rate? 91%. 91. Oof. I think it's going to be a tough test for Foster, I'll be honest with you. That's a lot of experience that this guy has. And it's funny, though. You know, I said that Foster debuted in 2012, and his record's 20-2. and two. Well, Hernandez debuted two years later, and he's already got 34 wins. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you like in this one? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Hernandez by TKO. What round? I'm going to say the eighth round. Okay. Well, I like the champ. Champ's got to prove me wrong. I'm going to take him by decision. All right. Well, that brings us to our next event of the evening. We do have Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. This is live Saturday, this October 28th from the Riyadh Arena in Saudi Arabia for the WBC Riyadh Champion title in the heavyweight division. This is in the heavyweight division, 220 and over for the weight. Now, Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury, is 35 years old, 33-0-1 with 24 KOs. He is currently ranked third in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the 10th round, December of 2022, and he debuted. In 2008. Now, Francis the Predator Naganu is 37 years old, 17 and 3, with 12 KOs, four submissions, and one decision. He is currently unranked in boxing. His last fight was a win by decision, January of 2022, and he debuted in MMA in 2013. Now, Fury is a minus 900, and Naganu is a plus 525. Tyson Fury is from Manchester, England. He stands at 6'9 with an 85-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance with a 72% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Derek Chisora, Dillian White, and Deontay Wilder. Francis Ngannou is from Cameroon. He stands at 6'4 with an 83-inch reach. He, he fights out of the orthodox fight stance. Now, of course, we all know this is his pro boxing debut. Have you seen all the trailers? And I, you know, I haven't gotten around to seeing all the trailers. Yeah. I don't know how serious I want to take this. I know they got to sell fights, right? Mayweather and McC- uh, McGregor selling fights, right? Uh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz selling fights. But you know what? I'm experienced enough to know that the hype they're giving me probably ain't going to live up because it didn't really live up in the McGregor-Mayweather fight for me or the Jake Paul and all all his circus he was doing and i think this is going to be a circus again you think so i don't think tyson is going to stand in front of naganu and try to make a fight and and get a lucky punch hit on him i just don't think he's going to do that well you know this is the battle of the baddest right is like, that what they call it yeah the battle of the baddest the uh who you know the king of the kings i guess <sighs> gypsy king versus maybe i guess the african king african king yeah. all right 
Well, unfortunately, the African King is not coming in with uh, experience and preparedness for me, even even though his trainer is Mike Tyson. Still not going to help him. What do you think? Um, you know what? I think if um, Francis, if uh, if Tyson Fury was worried about this fight, he wouldn't have already booked a fight with uh, Usyk in a few months. He wouldn't have booked a Bahama trip next no. day on a flight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to take Fury. I'm going to take it by decision. I'm also going to take Fury, and I'm also going to say by decision. I don't think there's going to be anything crazy going to be thrown around and and what have you. I think it's just for fun. Yep. Well, all right, that wraps things up for our boxing preview for this week. A big set of matches this, this weekend. That brings us to our boxing news and notes. Speaking of Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury came out and said he didn't want jo- Anthony Joshua or Dante Wilder on the undercard of his fight for the undisputed heavyweight championship contest against Usyk on December. Fury states that it would be embarrassing to have the former champion Joshua fighting former champion Wilder on the undercard, and he says they should get their own card to fight on. Now, the reason why they feel like he doesn't want him on the undercard is that he is fearful and has jealousy uh, by having the idea of AJ and Wilder on the undercard um, because they feel like Fury's fighting style is really horrible to watch, and not, and it's a lot of leaning and grappling, and it's not really boxing. Whereas you see a A.J. Wilder, and they seem to be more stylistically pure boxers. What do you think? I don't know. Do you, would you throw in Wilder as a pure bro- boxer? He looks like he has more skills than Fury, in my opinion. And I know so? everybody. Yeah, and I know everybody always says Fury has boxing elite skills. I, it's so unorthodox and kind of jerky looking. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't look like a, a pure techniques. I don't know. And it's going to be interesting because him fighting a pure boxer like Usyk, who has appearance-wise what looks to be boxing skills, is going to be an interesting fight. Now, um, all right, well, staying on the topic for the pay-per-view this weekend for uh-huh. Ngannou versus Fury, how much do you think it is to buy a pay-per-view, this pay-per-view here in the United States? Twenty nine ninety five. Uh no sir. Oh, lower nineteen ninety five. Oh mm. no, oh no, it can't be more than forty nine ninety five for the, the circus show we're getting. So if you're in the United States okay. and you watch it on ESPN pay per view, okay. ESPN Plus pay per view, you will be paying seventy nine ninety nine plus tax. It's about eighty five dollars. Guess I'm not watching it. I guess not. Are you watching it? Um. I guess I am watching it because I'll probably get my feed from Mexico. Do you know how much Mexico pays? 585 pesos. Oh, that's close. It's 190 pesos. Okay. How much is that? In United States money, that's about $12. About $15. How is that? Right, right. Okay, okay. All right. What if you were in, uh, let's say, France? France. Where Francis Ngannou is from. Okay, we're, we're flying over to France, and we can watch it. Okay. Uh, gosh, what I don't even know. It's not francs. What, what do they use for? It's euro. 
Euro. Okay. Uh, 345 euros. No, uh, euros are uh, more expensive than a dollar. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? In France, um, if you're going to watch the hometown boy uh, in Ghana, you'll pay 15 euros. About about $15. How about in the United Kingdom? Euros again. No, British pound. British pound. Uh, 25 pounds. 21 pounds. Oof. Which is roughly about $30. So... Basically, you're explaining to me how it's like seems like three times as expensive in the United States versus everywhere else. Yeah, why? And That's none weird. of these, none of these cats, none of these boxers are even from our state, like from our country, country right? Yeah. Does yeah. that make any sense? Are I we suckers? Are, are, are you, the, the thing is that suckers? this is how much we, this is how much the world pays on average for pay per views, no matter what it is. If it's like Mayweather. Versus whoever pay per view, it's still around twenty dollars, thirty dollars for them. Do you believe that our local sports bars like Shenanigans, Shenanigans is going to even carry this fight? Um, I don't think so. The answer is yes. Oh wow! They have been advertising for two weeks. Wow! So you're just a hop skipping away, literally. Yeah, but I'm not hop skipping over there. <laughs> You're walking. <laughs> now I'm not even. Now I'm not. I'm. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. Do you have any other news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our boxing news and notes. Now on to our pick'em league. So Daniel, last week we had uh, three. We had three picks. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, only two ended up uh, even mattering. Yeah. Yep. You went 2-0. Oh. Sure did. You sure did. Your win total is now 5. Alan, of course, me, 1-1. One one. I'm now at 7. So you caught me on 1. For our players, we have Daniel and Omar and Lynn sitting at 5. Shane at 6. Everett and Alan at 7. Dan and Dom at 8. And Loretta, our current champion, is at 9. I'm just going to have to look at what she picks. I know. And then just pick that. I know. Whatever she's doing, she's doing it right, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, thank you to everyone that's participating in our Pick'em League. Again, it's never too late. Go ahead and jump right in. You'll get that link on social media. Um, click it, make your selections, and we'll be happy for you to jump in. And as always, check out any late-breaking news like the John Jones on our Facebook or Instagram. Well, that wraps things up for this week. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. Be sure, again, to follow us on social media. That's it for this week. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you all next week.